Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. Jay here, along with Dalton and also Russia's favorite PWF Empire contributor, the prodigal son, Steven. Uh, yeah, I heard CNN called that a nothing burger. What do you think about that? You being the uh, most popular PWF Empire contributor in Russia, that that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what legit. Said. That's been certified. You've got some uh, new titles since I heard you last, Steven. How how yeah. recent is this? Uh, it's not. It's not recent. It's <laughs> however uh, long ago November was that. How long has it been since America has been great again? You you mean? Uh, that's been. Uh... <laughs> you know what? Mm. Let's talk about wrestling. Make wrestling great again. Make Monday Night Raw or at least the World Championship picture for one. Of WWE shows. I don't know about you, Steven, but I know we talked about this on the show, how much we love this resurgence of heavyweights in WWE, but do you think that with Great Balls of Fire, WWE knocked it out of the park? Because as far as I'm concerned, with those last two matches on the show, they were friggin' awesome. I wouldn't say they knocked it out of the park, but they did well. Uh, That's what I'll say. I was a little... Um, I don't know enough about baseball to, uh, to answer that. <laughs> it's, co- it's collecting two bases and then getting a- another one because somebody's standing on the double. Anyway, they did sure, good. Sure, sure. Uh, they did. They did well. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I was somewhat disappointed by the Brock Joe match, but it could be that that was the best we could have asked for. So I mean, I'm, we can I'm talk not, about not... that one. Yeah, because I've you know, seen I'm... a lot of disappointment there. I mean, it's not as if the the everything preceding the ending was bad because honestly just looking at my own opinion i enjoyed the pacing of that match and how joe attacked lesnar before and if all we were to do was to count the thing prior to the pinfall i would have said it was a really damn good pay-per-view um and i've seen people criticize the ending because it's like oh all it took was a single f5 to take out samoa joe after he did all this work and i can see how that's disappointing but at the same time we have to realize we're protecting lesnar's finisher here and I'm not like I'm not going to sit here and say, oh well, it took Goldberg three or four, or how many F5s it took him at WrestleMania to put him away. But I actually, I, you want to know why only... you won't say that? Because it only took one F5. Yeah, it only took one. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's what I heard as well. And uh, yeah, I, I went back and I rewatched that match. It was only one. Okay, I mean, I I was there live, and fair enough. I you know. I don't think it was a barrel by any means, um, and I'm not even disappointed with how the match turned out. I'm not disappointed with the ending. I don't, and I'm not mad that Brock won. Um, but yeah, it, it is a little jarring to see that Samoa Joe did all this work only to be, you know, put down with an F, a single F5. But to his credit, as he mentioned on Monday Night Raw, Lesnar did not defeat Joe. He escaped him. Yeah, and you know, Paul Heyman really sold that, but. Uh... Yeah, that, that, that kind of sums up my... I don't even want to say it was disappointment. It's not that I was disappointed. I wasn't disappointed with the outcome. I wasn't disappointed with the F5. I, I guess I was just disappointed with the, the length of the match. It was a six-minute match. It was really short. That's that's mostly it. And I think that's because that Braun Strowman segment really took up a lot of time. And I'm not so mad about that either because that was really... To me, that was really cool. And I could see some people saying, oh, that was kind of cheesy... And, you know, uh, there's a case to be made for that. But it really worked for me. I thought Reigns came across as a fucking lunatic. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of what he should be at, at at times. And Braun Strowman came across as a fucking monster. So, And that's what he, he should always be. So that to me, that was a win. 
as far as the match goes, I don't really remember the match at all. I mean, ambulance match, you know, they're kind of a, it's kind of a gimmick match. Uh, the finish was a gimmick, but what happened after was very interesting. And as far as the Joe Lesnar match went, it told a story. You know, I'm not saying it was the best story, but it, it did tell a story, and it told a story that painted Joe in a very favorable light. And especially Paul Heyman's selling of it the next day really put it over the top because because Paul Heyman, as I said on Twitter, would would rather, without even thinking really, just give the title match to Reigns rather than give Joe another shot because he's really afraid of Joe. And I think Joe even got under Brock's skin because even Brock was pissed off the next day. Did, did oh, yeah. you see him screaming? Like, it's not often we see Lesnar on the defensive. Like, yeah. so, when he was in the... Uh, what was it the week prior to Great Balls of Fire when he was sitting back in the the partitioned off room? Like that's what I expect Lesnar to be because everything he shows up on is basically just talk and then, you know, bounce around, walk away. But for him to actually get up in his face and scream, almost says you fear Samoa Joe. And I really enjoyed the fact that Lesnar went to do that. And did you guys notice that that segment on Monday felt really off the cuff in that? they were running over each other with dialogue and it didn't feel scripted even Reigns, yeah. like just the pacing of that felt like a legitimate conversation people who want to kill each other could have had and you can tell with whatever it is that w whatever approach that they've taken with this view that it doesn't flow through the rest of the show they are doing something differently with this main event scene whatever it is that they're doing i fucking love it i'm completely on board with you dalton i saw that there was something different about it to where i think that that thing that we hear out there about how wwe should approach creative instead of scripting everything out word for word just give people bullet points and say here's a general area of where we want you to be i feel as if that's what they did in that one segment because it was too messy to be scripted and what I mean by that is shit, real life is messy. When people are talking and they're arguing and they're going back and forth with each other and there's a disagreement, it's messy. And what I saw there, it was really messy and it was just awesome. And going back to Paul Heyman, the dude isn't a wrestler himself, but he sure as hell knows how to put somebody over. I just sitting there listening to him and what he was talking about with Samoa Joe, just the manic attitude that he had. I was like, dude, it, it's WWE finding a way that even though Samoa Joe lost, he looked like a million friggin' bucks. He really yeah, did. It and really... it came through with words. And Samoa Joe, I haven't seen a passion um, like like the one he's been giving in, in a few years now. These past few weeks, like I really believe that he wants Lesnar. He really wants him. <laughs> This is the Samoa. This is this kind of reminds me of Sasha Banks. You know, remember was it Sasha Banks? Who was it? Who was the wrestler where we said uh, they made their debut, but they didn't really make their debut until a certain point? You know, what it I'm was talking uh, about, right? Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah, it, it was, was Sasha Banks because she was that on the roster that whole time, and then at the Royal Rumble, it's like, okay, yeah, here she is. That's that's how it feels with Samoa Joe. Because mm -hmm. before this, he was he was a side player. He was Triple H's heavy, and he didn't even have a, a match at WrestleMania. I don't even think he appeared. So now. Now it feels like Samoa Joe has arrived. Like, he really wants Lesnar. He really wants him. And that comes across. It comes across when he when he talks. It came across in that in that uh, segmented promo backstage, the interview. came across last time uh, on Monday night. And it came across in the match where he attacked him, you know, uh, beforehand. So I'm really loving what I'm seeing from Samoa Joe. And, you know, all they got to do is, is preserve this guy. 
Because even even if it's even if it's they're not ready for him yet, even if they have to hold off on him, they have to find a way to make this guy continue to look like a monster. Because and not even not even a monster. Because right now we have four guys as big and scary as as the ones we're talking about: Reigns, Strowman, Joe, and and Lesnar. They're all monsters, and I think the biggest monster is Strowman. So we got to find a way to differentiate them. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of that so far. Yeah, Samoa Joe, he would be the intelligent one. I love that little move that he pulled at Great Balls of Fire where he pulled the referee in close to him and then he did the little back kick and yeah. low blow yeah. uh, Brock Lesnar. They, it's, I was going to say it's almost, but it's not even almost. It is fucking terrifying. The fact that WWE has these four big ass strong ass dudes and they are on point with the way in which they're booking them and i can feel momentum with their characters i can feel the pain i can feel the aggression i can i can feel the 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 hunger for championships and it's doing wonders for the main event scene as a whole it's doing wonders for these characters and also that title the Universal Championship, I ch- they make me believe that that is the most important thing in the entire world. How everybody is just willing to rip each other apart to get to that championship. It's, it, it's scary to see how good things are. It really, man. And it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually thinking about this today on my ride home. Um, barring Finn Balor, have any um, smaller heavyweights held the universal title? It's just been larger heavyweights, correct? Well, yeah. I don't. I don't really feel comfortable putting Kevin Owens on that. Okay. Uh, well, see, I, 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 but he's I there know, just by yeah, size, though. I mean, because he he even he's not fucking with what's going on right now. <laughs> the point I was trying to make, and I completely forgot about Kevin Owens. Uh, Sarah would love me for that. Um, the point I was trying to make is that they, in the last couple of months, especially with these four men kind of circling around the title, have really made the title feel like it stands out away from the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. And and I, I appreciate that because with with the influx of smaller superstars coming in and the complaints that, oh, well, certain superstars aren't just aren't championship material because, look, they're not big enough. Finn Balor being probably the poster boy for that argument. Um I appreciate that we if some people might say we're falling back on old, you know, an old way of presenting superstars, we're falling back on the traditional stereotype for a wrestler. I'm okay with that. Bring it on, baby. Let's go the fuck on. And we lucked out because we bought SummerSlam tickets not knowing what the picture was going to look like. We we lucked out twice in one year. Mm. Witness Undertaker's retirement match at WrestleMania. Now, I don't even. Well, in WWE, <laughs> come on now. Just, just just call it what it is. They, I know they want to keep that little door open, like keep a little crack in the door. But shut it. Just shut it. Shut the damn door. Why are they saying maybe? That's what I want to know. That's a very suspicious word. It is. It, it. I don't... Maybe it's because they don't want it to be definitive. And I, I, I guess they... If they want to revisit The Undertaker at some point, or maybe they look at it like, oh, well, if we officially say The Undertaker is retired, we have to yeah, you know, do something to you know celebrate this moment. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe but, they're holding it off until a Hall of Fame nomination, or it's it's weird. 
I mean, they kind of did that with Sting a little bit. I mean, it was it's not quite the same case, but his being an injury and Taker's just being a general retirement. But like, obvious. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but they're. I can understand them from a business standpoint wanting to have a backup plan, but the fact that the fact that you don't have enough faith in the superstar who killed him off to put that away, like what what would you serve not telling us definitively that Taker hasn't retired when you went to, to that extreme, you went to that much trouble to present him in a manner that he did at WrestleMania? What was the point of that closing shot if the door is still open? It's it's a very small opening, but fact is it's it's open. But back to what we're talking about with the Universal Championship, Dalton, you mentioned that it seems like the title is so far away from the rest of the roster. As far as I'm concerned, that's what I expect out of a world championship i've seen people criticize brock lesnar's run and i don't give a rat's ass i really don't what we're talking about right now it would not be possible without brock lesnar as the universal champion because it simply does not work people like samoa joe people like roman reigns these badasses the badasses that they are it it, it would not flow as easily as it does right now had someone like a Finn Balor had the Universal Championship or even a Seth Rollins. WWE can do what they will <laughs> from a storyline perspective to make them seem like larger-than-life characters. And I'm quite sure that I'm not sitting here and saying that, you know, oh, my God, if you're under a certain weight, like, fuck you. Like, I, I, I got these four super heavyweights right now. Screw everybody else on the roster. No. It's just with different people, you're able to tell different stories. Some will be more effective with this set of people than they will the other set. In WWE, what they're doing right now, it would not be as effective with anybody else other than Brock Lesnar. It's not just about his size. It's also about the legitimacy that he brings to the table. Him defeating The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Him and his previous run that he's had in WWE. The time that he spent in UFC. Everything that Brock Lesnar as an individual brings to the table, it helps elevate that championship and it puts it on a mountaintop to where there's just this hunger to get to it and not many people can, but damn it, the ones who can, I'm enjoying the battle that it's taken for them to get there. I mean, these these four guys are are knocking out of the park in general, and it's it's amazing to see. You know, it's amazing. But the only the only criticism I have is that the Lesnar matches need to get better. They really do. <laughs> they they just got it, the Suplex City thing needs to stop. We got to get back to the Lesnar of pre-suplex city. Yeah, because there's something that WWE has to do to follow through. Because we're talking about these monsters, these big dudes. You kind of have to honor that in these matches. Because it would, even though John Cena is John Cena, we know who he is and what he's about. It wouldn't make sense for WWE with the way that they've been booking these three guys to have that same type of match that Brock Lesnar had with a John Cena or anybody else that he's faced. You need to make these matches more of a Clash of the Titans type style. If this is the new um, top tier in WWE, so to say, they should be a lot closer to Brock Lesnar's level 
than anybody else that he's faced before in WWE. Yeah, and you were going going back to uh, Samoa Joe's intelligence. Like he's the kind of superstar that could play the oh I've got your number Joe or Lesnar card. He is slowly because remember his motivation started as I want what Lesnar has, not just not just the popularity. I want the part time schedule. I want the advocate. I want everything that Lesnar brings to the table. And for somebody who's almost like idolizing him to to see him from that angle and then approach him like okay I know he's going to throw suplexes. Like somebody like a Samoa Joe I think is character wise smart enough to realize you know you're not going to throw suplexes at me and beat me that way and uh last sunday's match was evidence of joe being smart in the ring i think all three of them for that matter knowing what lesnar brings to the table can bring that in the ring and have it actually play out as as part of the story for whatever match they've got uh, coming up just to go back to lesnar and joe really quickly um i understood the story that they were telling in that match but i think that wwe could have done a little bit differently to make the story more effective for example at the end of the match the way that brock lesnar hit joe with the f5 i think that he probably should have been selling the effects of the onslaught that was waged against him because it's like he was in the coquina clutch then he hits, picks him up, hits him with the F5, and it's like, boom, Brock Lesnar is back. Uh, that is where I would specifically have the issue, just with him selling. Even though they told a wonderful story the night after, and they made everything make sense, it's just that if we had what happened in the follow-up of Great Balls of Fire connected to just Brock Lesnar selling a little bit more, in that moment of him picking up Joe in the F5, I think that that would have been the perfect picture to paint there. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he could have sold more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Heyman promo the next day really put it over the top for me. And mm. and and everything Joe said and that really getting under Lesnar's skin, it's just amazing stuff. I did think Reigns did seem a little out of place in that segment. How so? Oh, he was kind of standing there... Uh, he made a few comments here and there, but the real energy was coming from Joe and Lesnar. Okay. Yeah, I guess I, I mean, understand that. Yeah, like, I don't know if that speaks to the fact that maybe Rain's lines were scripted and the other two's weren't, because clearly their pacing wasn't. Like, that's what caught me. I, no, I the think, thing is... I don't think it was. The thing is... It's his the, cadence, though. It's a... I think it's something different than that. It's just that Roman Reigns is intentionally positioned to be above the fray where he's like you know what i'm gonna let you two peons stand here and argue but at the end of the day it's gonna come back to me because this is my yard he's he he looks at it like okay you do what you gotta do but i already called my shot already y'all can yeah, stand here I, y'all that, can argue y'all can talk mess like i said i'm getting that title shot and that's where the character differences come in, and it's it's refreshing to actually see character differences, because mm-hmm. usually every character is just the same guy. <laughs> but the difference here is like Lesnar is the he's the cocky one, but he's at the top of the mountain. Roman Reigns is the cocky one who knows that he will be at the top of the mountain, and Joe yeah. is the is the one who is like he wants to be there, and it's no guarantee with him. He actually yeah. has to be hungry for it. Whereas the other two have have some nice uh, positions, and that's where these clashes come in. 
And then you have Braun Strowman, who is just kind of the wild card. He hasn't really gotten involved. Like, we keep saying these four guys here, but Strowman, I mean, he's been involved with the Reigns, but he hasn't done much with Joe, and he hasn't done too much with Lesnar either. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of interested to see if that'll happen. I'm interested to see if it'll end up being like a four-way or something at SummerSlam. I don't know if that's where they're going. Because to me, it doesn't seem like Joe is done with Lesnar. I, yeah. That's the way it seems yeah, to would, me. Yeah. So, so it's going to be a triple threat. Well, I can't imagine that Strowman just going to be out of the picture. You know, what's he going to do? So, and I don't know if a fatal four way will be any good, but I kind of, I kind of feel like it would be. But I, I don't know for sure. It would just, it'd be interesting to see that. You know, usually when you have those big matches, you don't have four guys who are as big as as those four guys are. You have you know, when we have that five five way the other month, we had Finn Balor there with the Great Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who yeah, else Bray was Wyatt. there? Bray Wyatt. So like, you never had like four super heavyweights. I mean, I guess Reigns isn't really a super heavyweight, but he's close enough. Yeah, we'll we'll induct you as it'll, part of the. Club. Allow it. Yeah, so I mean, it'd be it'd be an interesting and new kind of match that probably if we've ever, if we've ever seen that we haven't seen it in a while, you know. And usually, if we have seen it, it's kind of shit because it's always like the Big Show, Mark Henry, and I mean nothing wrong with Mark Henry; he's great. And Big Show has his moments, but yeah. we know what happens when you put those kind of you know Big Show, Kane, Mark Henry. We put those guys together; it's not really interesting. Mm-hmm. But Strowman has that ability where he's a super heavyweight, but he's just entertaining as all hell. He's like the Big Show in his prime, and uh, of course Lesnar has his abilities and Reigns and Joe, so. I'm interested to see if they go with the four-way. I don't know if they will. I think they could just go with Reigns again. But, you know, it's hard to tell because then what do you do with Strowman? What do you do with Joe? Are they really going to blow the Reigns-Lesnar right away? You know, The way that I saw things happen at Great Balls of Fire was that we needed another Strowman versus Reigns match. You think so? It's like we can't just leave it off on that level. I went into... Great Balls of Fire, expecting this to be the blow-off match for the feud. With the way that that match ended and with what happened after the match, I'm like, well, shit, these dudes are going to be in the Hell in a Cell at SummerSlam, right? Or they're going to be in some kind of... No, this is the big blow-off here. I I feel like... That could happen. That could happen, and Strowman could definitely cost Reigns the match next week. Mm-hmm. That's not out of the cards. So it's a very unpredictable situation right now. Yeah, and I, we and could I like go that. from a singles match with either guy all the way up to a fatal four-way. And I yeah, don't know, you know what the result is going to be, but I know I'm loving the journey that we're going on to get there. Yeah, uh, and to just to echo the sentiments, I was talking to Lucas about this, and he's – personally in the camp that a fatal four-way with these four guys while it would be awesome is kind of blowing your load too soon and i i see no. his point like how, I, how so how, how so so his <laughs> his big deal was like it's just too quick of a resolution and i and my what? a resolution for what yeah it wouldn't be too quick of a resolution because whatever happens in the match they're all gonna branch out and still be interacting after yeah, so to me, to me, that's a way to not blow your load because the load mm-hmm. is Reigns and Lesnar, and the load is Joe and Lesnar, and the load is Joe and Reigns, and maybe mm-hmm. Strowman and Lesnar. Those are all the loads, you know. The four way <laughs> is a way to get them all together. Well, the loads, there, man, just man. Yeah, and and that's good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I disagree with that entirely, but you know that could work too. What Jay said, 
it's just that I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know because you see another Joe and Lesnar match. I don't know what kind of story they're willing to tell in a second match. I don't see Joe winning again. You know, if he wasn't going to win the first time, he's not going to win the second time. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of wanting the fatal four way because then Joe could actually take the title without uh, without them having to uh, do the hard thing of having Lesnar go out. But uh, I do kind of want to talk about the um, the aftermath of Braun and Reigns because people are really confused about that. And Before I think we get there, though, uh, okay. let me just say that I think that in both of these cases, they're different, but I think the overall philosophy behind these two matches coming out of Great Balls of Fire was positive sum booking. That's not a phrase that I use frequently when it comes to wwe most of the time i'm talking about zero sum booking or negative sum booking but positive sum booking to where that's true you're right both people all four people well i'm talking like in one specific match both people are coming out of the match with something and i think what match are you talking about because no i'm I'm saying no i'm saying in general that's what positive sum booking is but right all four people they experience that at great balls yeah. of fire and yeah and you may call it 50 50 booking or whatever where it's like wwe you want to have your cake and eat it too well shit why the fuck do you have cake if you don't plan on eating it so yeah they had their cake and they ate it too to where braun Strowman won the match but roman reigns was the one who tore the house down in the segment backstage and brock lesnar he won his match but Samoa Joe's performance that's what we were talking about afterwards I'm not saying that they can do this all the time I'm not even saying that that should be the objective all the time for example with Big Cass and Enzo shit getting them both over that probably not the objective there they had (laughs) you got one but in this case with what they're doing and how they're building up that uh, universal championship picture great shit Great shit. Scary. Yeah. And this is like being on a roller coaster. It's a nervousness that comes into play, but I'm enjoying the bumps and the, the, the man, it's, it, it's good. But, you know, let's go ahead and talk about this um, post-ambulance match yeah, segment. So this happens all the time, and I'm frankly sick of it. People don't understand what is a face and what is a heel. Or they're just not thinking about it, because... I saw a Reddit thread after this happened with Reigns and, and Strowman, and there were about all the top comments was just one big circle jerk about how this had to be a double turn. Like, this, there's no way this hasn't a double turn. Roman Reigns came off like a murderer and a sore loser, and Braun Strowman was a sympathetic guy. It's like, you guys don't understand. You're just completely tone deaf. Does nobody but, remember that Strowman did the exact same thing to him like a couple months ago with the ambulance? Yeah, for one, that's true, yeah. Fucking Strowman almost killed him. So, yeah, that's completely justified from a completely, like, tit-for-tat revenge point of view. But even if Strowman didn't do that and Ray did that unprovoked, it still wouldn't make him a heel because a heel is not a bad guy. Contrary to what we tend to say, usually a heel is a bad guy. Usually that's the case. But a heel really is an antagonist and a face is a protagonist. So it it doesn't matter how bad of a guy Roman Reigns is. If he's not poised and positioned as the antagonist, 
where the goal is to get him booed, then he's a babyface or he's a tweener at, at best, but he's not a heel. You know, it, it's all about intention. It's not about morality. And maybe it was about morality one day and, you know, once upon a time. But I think the Attitude Era just blew that out of the water. And now, you know, all bets are off. And I, I know in the PG of, era, you go ahead. It's, it's kind of funny that a lot of people who were brought up in the Attitude Era, these are the ones that you have to tell you know, this is what a face is. This is what a heel is. Even though, shit, we know Stone Cold Steve Austin was an asshole. The dude... Stone Cold Steve Austin almost killed. You know, we all know what Austin did. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in those cases, it's not like he was unprovoked either. But same kind of deal. You know, he, he almost killed people. He, he attempted murder plenty of times. Uh, but it's not about morality. You know, I know we live in the PG era where we don't often get uh, these kind of faces and mm -hmm. heels where the morality is reversed so I, I get that it can be kind of jarring but just because reigns does something like that that doesn't make him a heel if what you mean by a heel is a guy who does bad things then okay i mean they're all heels because they're all yeah. everyone in wwe is 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 a sociopath and i can make that case Most <laughs> well, except are. for Sami Zayn. everybody uh, for now for yeah, now, for now. I mean, just wait until he gets so the right moment, steal. and then he's going to turn into a sociopath too. Right. So <laughs> WWE is a, is a if you want to be completely like transparent with it, they're all just a bunch of sociopaths for the most mm -hmm. part. I mean, they're the rare. There's the rare person, like maybe Rey Mysterio or something, unless you like count WCW. That's kind of you know a good guy through and through. But other than you know, other than that, uh, they're all kind of assholes. But um, it's like saying in Breaking Bad was Walter White the good guy because he was the protagonist. Well, I don't know. There's a debate about that, but I think a lot of people would say he was the bad guy at least at some point. In Death Note is Light Yagami uh, the good guy because he's the protagonist. It's like these two things don't always overlap. They usually do. It's usually the case that the protagonist is the good guy and the antagonist is the bad guy, but not always. And you can't just say, oh, Reigns attempted murder because he lost he's a heel now and Strowman just got beat up and oh what was him we feel bad for him so he's a face now it's like that's not how it works and and they knew that because the following day it's not like Reigns came out and shit talked the fans you know mm -hmm. to me to me heels and faces are about the relationship between the wrestler and the audience not about wrestlers relations with each other because as far as that goes like all bets are off it's about how does the wrestler feel about the fans and how do the fans feel about the wrestler? I mean, probably not that because, you know, fans always kind of do the opposite. But you'll know when Reigns is a heel, when he starts shit talking the fans and when Michael Cole starts calling him a bad guy. That's how you'll know. Yeah, because you know what this sounds like, though. If, if I may, Stephen, yeah. this sounds like those who were in that camp to think that that was a double turn, specifically on Reigns' part, are people who want to like Reigns and are looking for an event or a happenstance that fits the motive of, oh, he's going heel now. If he goes heel, we'll like him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, kind of. I, I, I think you hit it right there. They, they're looking for that catalyst to, to, to <laughs> signal, okay, this is the time where I can make the jump. Because there are a so, lot of <laughs> welcome me on the bandwagon, please. So they're, they're all like closeted Reigns fans. Like, oh, it's, mm -hmm. no, it's, it's not gay. It's not gay if the balls don't touch. No. 
I don't. It's not gay if he's a heel, you know. Just sitting on the sidelines, just, just please, can I, can I like you now, please? And it, you don't want to like him as a face because as much shit as you've talked about Roman Reigns being a face, if he remains a face, it's like, well, I gotta, I, I gotta keep thinking this way, and he can only be entertaining when he does what I specifically want him to do. But there are ways that the character of Roman Reigns can be entertaining without a full-fledged heel turn. And going back to what you were talking about, Stephen, uh, a heel turn, it's not about a wrestler's relation to another wrestler. It's about the wrestler's relation to the crowd. There is a huge difference between I want you to boo me versus I don't give a shit whether you boo me or not. And I think yeah. that that is the camp that Roman Reigns is in right and now. And that is oh. how, well, it's kind of different. It, it just the attitude. It, it, it's still the, it's yeah. the same thing, yeah. but it's just the attitude. Like John Cena will give you, oh, well, you paid your money and you can react in whatever way that you want to. Roman Reigns is like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You can do whatever yeah. you want. You do whatever you want to do. But that is that's that money spot that Roman Reigns is in right now as a character. And that is how WWE approaches him. And I think that that's solid right there. It really is because, and this is actually something that um, Lucas and I talked about on the show a couple of months ago. We were talking about how Roman Reigns, he doesn't need to go full-fledged crazy, but I would like to believe that if you're looking at WWE as if it is yours for the taking, you're looking at this as if it is your yard. You own this yard. You are the top dog. Maybe he needs to be booked in somewhat of a similar way to Braun Strowman. And we look at Braun Strowman as the one who's causing all of this destruction, wreaking havoc backstage and just imposing his will on anyone that he wants to. With Great Balls of Fire, that post-match segment, that was Roman Reigns like, I can do whatever the hell I want to. And nobody is going to be able to do anything about it because this is my yard. Guess what? I went out to the ring and I flat out said, I'm getting a title match at SummerSlam. After this match, dude, I lost. Okay, guess what? I'm taking your ass straight to hell. That's Roman Reigns just imposing his will on the roster and... I love it. Yeah, that's more interesting than a heel turn to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are complexities with the character. Yeah, I'm just I'm actually sick of heels <laughs> because they're just they're kind of just annoying and stupid. It's like I'm so sick of the the whole shtick of oh you guys uh, you you cheer me now, but you where were you uh, you know a few months ago? It's like all these stupid things, like what Cass is saying, and as as well as he's doing, like he's doing some good promos. Mm -hmm. It's just so tired and old, you know. Ginger Mahal, tired and old. It's all these, like, do we really want Roman Reigns to come out and just shit on the fans? Like, I I kind of want to see that because it'd be funny. Yeah, but I like it. But <laughs> like, uh, like, like, is that really the? Do we want him to be a generic heel? Is it's more interesting when he's in the middle, which he is right now. I mean. Clearly, he they want him to be cheered. That's obvious. Vince McMahon wants this guy to be cheered. But there is a level of defeat that they've acknowledged. Vince has said to some level, okay, he's not going to be the babyface that I want him to be. Because if that were true, they would have never had him do this. They mm -hmm. never had Cena do anything like this. Yep. Cena, Cena never tried to... I mean, Cena's done some things, but he's never done anything like that. And it shows you that 
he's not John Cena. I've been saying this. Like, Reign does not Cena. The comparisons that you could draw between them are very few. He doesn't win all his matches, actually. Uh, Cena won probably most of his matches for a good part of his, 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 his reign. He didn't even start to lose clean until a few years ago. It's, it's quite different. And I think people, if they want to like Reigns, like if they're closet Reigns fans, like they suppress their Reigns love, like some sort, like some sort of, some sort of closeted, uh, like homophobe or something. It's okay. Just lo- you could like Reigns. It's fun here. It's more enjoyable. Yeah, it's 2017, <laughs> you know? man. Yeah, it's 2017. Get with the times. Yeah, experiment. Get out there. Remember when you liked Reigns when he almost won the Royal Rumble, when Batista won it. Remember when he was the sole survivor at Survivor Series. Remember how fun that was? You could you could have that again. You could you could you know ooh when he does it. It's all fun, right? You know, it's not. What was that again, Stephen? <laughs> what? That that sound that you just made. The ooh you know. Okay. Yeah. You could do it. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, that, the 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 face and heel thing is it's just annoying me because it's not the only time that's happened. Like people just. I see with Cena a lot too. They're always like, "Oh, how is Cena not a heel when he did this? Or he didn't come to save his friend?" I'm like, "Well, it doesn't. That has nothing to do with it. It's it's, it's yeah. much more enjoyable when life imit- or art imitates life because the world's not black and white. Like, mm-hmm. th- there are certain characters like that are white meat baby faces, and there are certain characters that are dead, like born to write heels. But yeah, it's it, part of that whole tweener thing. Part of that." Uh, hybrid character that Reigns should be is the unpredictability, where I like that it sends you to question. To I, I don't mind questioning morality. I don't mind nitpicking wrestling. We're wrestling critics. That's what we're supposed to do. We get our jollies off of nitpicking shit. But like, no, you're right, uh, Stephen. I would not want to see Reigns being the generic, boo me because I want you to heal. It's it's it wouldn't be as fun. You you would arguably get the same reactions you're getting now, and then you'd still be upset because of his position. So I I don't I don't mind. yeah. See, there is arguments for turning guys like Cena and Reigns heel, but it's not, to me, it's not, it doesn't have to do with that per se. Like, there were times where I thought Cena should have turned heel, and that was not because uh, of his character. It was because I thought it would just be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there were times where 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 there would be a new baby face that they could put over, like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Those were two that come to mind. Where Cena could st- take a step back, and he could be the the biggest heel to their. Fa- they could get get them over as a huge babyface. That would have been a, a really interesting thing. But when you have a guy like Reigns, who is just his character is going to be like this either way. He's he's going to be a cocky asshole. He's going to beat people up. That's who he is, and there's no reason to do this cheap generic heel thing. When we don't need that. Now, there might be a time and place for that in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, there, it, it could be, you know, maybe a new face comes over the horizon where that will be appropriate to have Reigns be in that role. But to me right now, he just he needs to be a savage. And that's what he is for the most part. They've gotten past the, you know, fairy tale Reigns. And they go to the wealth to get Reigns sympathy every now and then. And I talked about this last time about how whenever he comes into contact with Strowman, he ends up being a different guy. Well, this kind of broke that mold. Yeah. Because I, I said, I don't want to sympathize with Reigns. Like, I don't want to feel like, oh, poor Reigns. It's just not how I want to feel for a badass, you know? I don't want to feel bad for any of these guys, and I don't. You know, even Strowman, he almost got killed, but he walked out like a like a monster. 
So that's exactly how they should be booked, all four of these guys. And anyone else who's being positioned as a badass should be, you know, a savage. And they're doing a great job right now, so I have no complaints. Criticize when necessary, give credit where credit is due. A whole hell of a lot of credit is due here. I yep. can't wait for SummerSlam. Fuck yeah. All three of us are going to be there. Oh, yeah. this is going to be so awesome. Uh, yes. We're only, uh, today, I think, 38 days away. So, yeah. Now, if they can yeah. only get shit together with that other title, then <laughs> we, we can talk. But it's, look, yeah, well. what they're doing with the Universal Championship, that's enough to cover both. Yeah. I mean, shit, they needed to put more of their fuel on this one. It's got, you know, less of a history to work with, so... Well, with me, I, I would think that they would want to put some fuel on the other one because that one has a history to honor. It's not, I don't want it to be an either or thing where, you know, you, we're doing such a good job here. Oh, we can, you know, let off the uh, throttle. Oh, a bit of course here. not. Of course not. Ideally, they'd both be rocking right now, but I'm a realist. And so I realize there's yeah. only so many creative members to go around. <laughs> no, if, uh. the creative team is sitting back like, I am all creative out we we just work so hard on this what's going on over the on the wwe championship side eh, let's give them peanuts we got peanuts uh, now i will talk to you and to my people in my native tongue in promo every week well, thank you all for tuning in to the pwf empire podcast on behalf of steven and dalton i am jay you can follow us all on twitter we have different Twitter accounts, not follow us all at the same one. You know, I'm at PWF Empire. Dalton is still PWTR Dalton. And Lucas, or not Lucas, Steven. Oh, no, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not Lucas. Yeah, I get... Send all your Lucas hate to Steven. <laughs> you, you guys got a lot in common. Uh, he, he, he came in number two in that Russia poll. But, uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, you can follow Steven at other O-T, O-T-I-E. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. Peace.